0: Are you listening? Can you hear me think about you? Even when I'm trying not to, all I do is think about you. It's a given that I'm gonna think about you. All I want to do is call you, put my arms around you. Tell you that I'm
1: sorry, even though I hate
0: it. If it makes you call me, then you know I say it.
2: All right, welcome back to episode 12 of MTD, the podcast. Got my co-host back, C-Mac. He uh, recently graduated from college, so he's been oh, hi, taking baby. all the time off. Well-deserved. Um, got my amazing sister, um, Maeve, in the building. Uh, and we have pop star sensation, as well as 2016 NESCAC champion, Starting goalie on the Amherst women's soccer team, Chelsea Cutler. Chelsea, what's good?
0: Hey, you guys are very flattering. Oh, I will I like own. I will own the NASCAC champ. <laughs>
2: oh, pop star sensation! Everyone, oh, everyone oh, do knows you get
1: it. it. <laughs>
0: that is so legendary. We woke up this morning and there were two
1: copies of this picture in the kitchen. My mom was like, "You gotta show this." <laughs> there Frank she is, on, Chelsea and Maeve.
0: <laughs> that is so legendary that might have been like that might have been peak existence for me absolutely
2: (laughs) um all right so you want to just tell people a little bit about about yourself where you grew up um how how it was um growing up you're from around uh, the new england area so tell the people a little bit about that
0: totally i grew up in westport connecticut um and i went to boarding school in Pomfret, connecticut so i had like A very traditional New England type of childhood. Um, Yeah, boarding school is cool. Um, Very traditional. Um, Went to Amherst College to play some soccer with Maeve. Um, That was fun. Wish I could have finished, but left junior year to try this music thing out and have never really looked back.
3: How hard was that decision to make?
0: Um, I think it was definitely really scary just because societally there's such, like we all subscribe to this notion that we all need college degrees and college is for everybody. And I think I would have been royally unhappy if I kind of followed the prescription lifestyle of like going to college and getting a nine to five job. Um, so, the fear was mostly like i was scared to deviate from that like what is normal and what is encouraged um but my parents were really supportive and my dad was like what are you doing like go on tour um so i had their support which made it a lot easier
1: when when you go
0: ahead man i
1: remember when uh you know I don't know if you remember the like freshman introduction um, emails we had to send out um, and you know I was like do 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 you know I'm from Arlington I'm two brothers whatever I remember you sending one and, and in there was a line like yeah and I wrote my own songs and we were like oh that's cute that's oh, I
0: wish I didn't
1: really do that fun of her <laughs> and little, right like little did we know three years later you would be going on world tour um how did i guess when did you start writing songs and then um do you want to share a little bit about like what it was like writing songs at amherst because i remember you in the library like on final cut
0: (laughs) that's my classic story that i always tell people is like i'd be in the library with the team everyone doing their homework and everyone would just hit me and be like turn your music down in your headphones (laughs) um (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I kind of, I definitely liked starting, like, I definitely liked writing music my whole life since I was like a little kid. I don't know, I don't know if I was like any good at it, but um, I feel like end of high school and college, I just started, like, I really liked doing it as a hobby and I really liked making covers of stuff um, and experimenting with songwriting a little bit. And I felt like putting stuff on SoundCloud was kind of like dipping my toe in the water of kind of publicizing what I was doing. And I feel like um, I would post stuff on SoundCloud to send to my friends without, like in the back of my mind, I guess maybe there's an inkling of like, hey, maybe like this could get discovered. But I think 99% of me was just like, this is fun and I enjoy doing it. Um, And yeah, I mean, making music at Amherst, was weird I feel like I didn't do a lot of homework and (laughs) I would more so like sit in my dorm room and like record stuff whenever my roommate was gone um and I'd sit in the library and just kind of like fiddle with like logic and production stuff um, while everyone else was doing problem sets and essays so I don't know how I stayed in school there. That was tough.
2: So, what was the um, like, what was the takeoff point of your, your music career? Like, at what point did you realize like that could be your life? Because you said like dropping out of Amherst it was kind of like a risk. But in the back of your mind, like, did you did you feel like that like you were that could definitely be your life, or, um, yeah, what was that 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 transition?
0: Yeah I definitely didn't think anything of it seriously like I didn't think that it could actually be a career path for me it's obviously super hard to break into and hard to sustain a career in music Um, and I think the only time that I really started thinking it could be a career was when I was on tour with Quinn 92 and I was seeing like tangible fans who like in some capacity knew the words to songs that I had written Um, or like, even if they didn't know who I was seeing positive reactions to me was really interesting. And that was kind of the first time I was like, well, I'm like really thrown into the mix here.
3: What, what do you think is the most like surprising aspect of when you went on tour? Like uh, the most like rewarding part of it? I guess you didn't expect.
0: That's a really good question. I don't know. Like, I think I feel like it's really fun and rewarding to like be on the tour bus for eight, 10 weeks with the same, like t- 11 other people. And like, obviously in college you have your team and you have a roommate. So you like to some extent get experience living with other people. But I think living in that small of a space with 11 other people for like 10 weeks straight you learn a lot and you have incredible experiences and um like you get to know each other really well really fast so that that was really fun and I also like before I'd ever performed like I had no idea that I liked doing it like I love performing um I don't know what it is like there's so much energy in in the room and like that's such a special feeling and like how are you supposed to know you love doing that until you try it and,
2: and give it a shot, so, those right. things. yeah, so, okay. go ahead, go, man, you go, B, yeah, no, I was thinking, um, both from, from a writing standpoint and a performing standpoint, do you have, like, a, a desired audience, like, is there, there kind of, you know, how you envision the, the type of listeners and, and, excuse me, fans that you have?
0: Yeah, I don't know, like, I think to some extent, it's only natural to think like your fan base would be somewhat representative of yourself and like the experiences you're writing about and and putting out there for other people to relate to. But like at the same time, I've seen like seven-year-olds at shows and I've also seen like adults with those seven-year-olds having fun. So I feel like power to you if you dig it and relate to it, Um, you know, it's like, come come all come one. what is the saying come one come all I don't
1: know let it be known even our even our NESCAC rivals um when Chelsea was in school loved her music Chelsea do you remember that time at Hamilton um well
0: I, I don't know who's to say that that was like for real though like I feel like that could have been facetious Oh, yeah.
1: Know, yeah, you're right. Chelsea was in in goal and and somebody parked on the side of the road and blasted her music um, for the entire first half and then we changed halves obviously. So she's in goal on the other side of the of the field and the guy drives down the street, parks next to her side of the field and blasts music again. I think we beat them though. So
0: <laughs> I think yeah, it was either we either tied or won.
1: That fire you up
3: though? Someone just playing your music in the
0: background. No, no, it does not fire <laughs> me up.
3: Do you ever like? Do you ever travel somewhere or just go into a store or someone's house and they're just coincidentally playing your music? Like, does that does that thrill you or are you just like, oh, it's kind of weird?
0: <laughs> it's more like, a, oh, that's kind of weird thing. Um, <laughs> like it like doesn't happen as often as one might think. Um, the The, like, only time it's genuinely ever happened to me was, like, my dog Cooper got super sick in the middle of the night, and I had to run to, like, a Rite Aid literally at, like, midnight to grab a prescription for him, and Lucky was playing over the speakers. (laughs) this is really weird context. (laughs) (laughs) That's super weird.
2: Wait, so that part of it isn't, like, that rewarding for you when when you hear it in spaces that you could never have imagined hearing it in
0: um I don't know I feel like I'm significantly more rewarded by like tangible people seeing their reactions um it's a little bit more passive to hear yourself just playing somewhere um I don't know who's in charge of Rite Aid's playlists, but it's a little cooler to like get stopped on the street or like see fans at a show. Like that to me is a little bit more fulfilling.
1: Colin and Brennan asked this of um, their friend Philly G, who is a rapper um, local to Boston area. But how often do you listen to your own
0: music? Ooh. Yeah. When I'm like, when I'm working on songs still, like I'll listen to it for like an hour in a row, just like making notes and stuff. But in terms of like, if I was on like a plane ride, just needed something to listen to, I would not listen to myself. (laughs) Unless I was like writing down notes and like paying attention to that stuff.
3: So when a music comes out, like when, when, when a song comes out and like you're on a car ride, you're most of the time you're listening to something other than your own music.
0: Yeah, probably.
3: Oh Philly G, the guy we yeah, he, he interviewed said, he said he said he only listens to
2: <laughs> Yeah. He said he hey, if, bumps his own shit.
0: If you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. So I fuck with that. He sorry, I don't know about it.
2: Oh no, no. go no, all in. This is uh <laughs> yeah. Um
0: no, I, I love that for him. It's I it's not that I don't like my own music. I just get really sick of it after a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so we could transition into, into your music um, and much of like what you write about, obviously on your like, both your social media platform and your music and interviews and, and a lot of that you've been um, asked about. You, you talk a lot about mental health and, and your own experiences. And um, like how, how important is that to you and, and how have you um, grown to be really comfortable in, in sharing that or are you comfortable in sharing that?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I think that like talking about mental health is super important, so I'm super comfortable talking about it. Um, I think like anything, the more freely people feel like they can talk about something, the like, easier it is to talk about it and learn about it. Um, So I don't know, for me, like, the easiest way to address it has been through music, and it's been, like, a huge part of my writing process addressing it, Um, and I think, like, a lot of times I've personified it in songs because I don't know how else to address it. Like, sometimes it just feels like, I don't know, like, obviously what you guys have experienced, but, like, for me, sometimes, like, my depression or anxiety, it's feels like a freaking person that i like am angry at um so that's been like a cool way for me to express myself with that and and like i said i'm super comfortable talking about it and being vulnerable about it because i think um it's like like anything that you know people are trying to destigmatize and like anything that people are trying to learn more about and relate to each other more with um it's just like better to ask the questions and talk through the tricky sticky subjects and to leave it you know unsaid so
3: yeah i feel like it's a trend now that people are more comfortable discussing mental health like a lot of athletes are coming out and saying that they've gone through depression and they're you know open to talking about mental health and it's really serious issues so it's definitely it's definitely come more to light in the last like decade for sure
1: do you feel like um writing for you and making music is therapeutic or are there other like what are other outlets of yours to kind of um maintain balance especially in in what what's been such a crazy year i'm sure for you and and for everybody
0: yeah no that's it that's like i i would love suggestions because like i think when i was at amherst and like in high school and stuff, like, yeah, like sitting and playing my guitar or playing the piano. Like I would, at Amherst, I would go lock myself in a practice room and just play piano for hours. Um, and it's weird once I think you monetize something and it becomes your career. It's it's um, it's um a little, like when your hobby shifts into your profession, it's weird to let it still be your hobby sometimes. So I definitely struggle to like enjoy music um, like as a way to like, spend leisure time Um, but that being said like it's so cathartic for me when I'm writing and working um, and performing especially is is like the biggest release of energy like this is so dorky but I was like saying the other day to a friend how much I like love singing like just walking around singing is like (laughs) it's like such a release for me and it's so dorky but um that like
2: so does everyone, but the thing is, you're good at it. So <laughs> it like sounds good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I but like, in terms of other stuff, like I'm really, really trying to navigate that this past year, especially because, like since I left Amherst, I've been nonstop touring and working. And this was the first year in a couple of years that I had like all this free time all of a sudden, and and I didn't know what to do with it. Um, so, yeah, boxing has been really cool. I feel like I'm learning about myself. Like if I just get a work in, like a workout in, like I'm way less anxious and like way more relaxed the rest of the day. Um, so that's been cool. Um, I started surfing this past year, It's just been really fun. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying
3: to learn how um, to, I'm to not surf. Not good
0: at it, but it's I can get up. So
3: well, that's step one. What waves are you riding on?
0: Small, like two three feet tops those connecticut waves
2: <laughs> yeah in connecticut oh, I've, been up, I've
0: been i've been going up like new hampshire to go oh, okay, okay yeah oh
3: nice
0: we don't really have waves in Connecticut.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a quick just a quick question oh, wow. like color blue if you like what genre of music would you release if you couldn't release pop music like what other genre would you Ooh. want to make
0: I say this all the time. Like I would totally be happy, like writing little folk songs and like little singer songwriter songs. I also think country music is fascinating. I don't know. I don't think I would like succeed in that realm whatsoever, but it's like, cool. I think it's, it's like pop music with, with like, sonic themes of country i don't know i feel like that's what it's evolved to in a lot of ways
2: yeah like the flow you'd be good on a country flow you'd you'd kill that
0: hey we are happy you talk about more than
1: more than dixie cups and back roads yeah
2: (laughs) and beaches and
1: fucking um, uh what's something that people get wrong about you
0: in what context
1: um I guess just you as a as a person it, it must be kind of odd now to have a lot of people that know you like in a public realm yeah um but what's something that you think I don't know uh, either your your friends or, or more broadly your fan base which still feels <laughs> odd to say because I've known you for know, a while so um but what do you think people get wrong about
0: um you? that's a really good question I don't know, maybe that I'm like more outgoing than I, I mean, I know I'm really like, I am loud and can be really outgoing with the right people, but I feel like I've gotten so good at like interviews and meet and greets and being like commanding on stage. Um, Whereas I feel like in real life I can be like way more timid and I can be like more quiet. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can, you probably have like good kind of like third party, um, like experience with how I am like as a person not as a performer um I don't know like people come out all the time like you're so cool and it's like no I'm not so a little stuff like that um, yes, yeah
1: sir. you've always been like within yourself in in such situations and and I've always loved like meeting your friends beyond those at Amherst I think um I don't know. You have just a, such a strong sense of self and, and people that really care about you in all different um, realms, which is, it's is fun crazy. to get to know that side of you.
2: So Colin kind of alluded to this briefly when he talked about like athletes and mental health. And I think there there is some overlap between like the music culture and the sports culture for sure. But do you ever like feel like dehumanized as like a pop star i know you're not like crazy 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 popular but you are you have quite the platforms millions of people know about you and so for example like athletes there is this this tendency for fans or or the the news to like expect them to be like single dimensional and expect this you know this this you know, greatness out of them all the time. And if they're not, like, they get all types of slander or fans all of a sudden turn their back on them and and they don't like if they, you know, express themselves in different ways that fans wouldn't want. Like, it's like, you know, they're, they're, I don't know, I don't want to say, the fans just, like, want athletes to be what they want them to be. And so do you ever feel like, from the fans, you're, like, you feel like you're tugged Certain direction to be um, a certain image?
0: So I think it's really interesting that I don't feel so much that way um, when I'm like presenting as an artist or as a performer, but I do, I think in my personal life, have a really difficult time not conflating like Chelsea Cutler, the person, with Chelsea Cutler, the artist. Um, so I feel like it's, I feel that way more in my personal life that like ever since I left school, like my friends and the people around me, like might perceive me as like Chelsea Cutler, the artist more so than like, just like the same person I've always been. And like, it's a very weird thing to talk about, but it's something I've been wrestling with a lot the last year in particular. Cause like when music was kind of stripped away from me this year, I definitely was like, man, I don't even know like what, what I'm like valuable in a room for without that or like what I bring to the table in friendships and stuff so um that's kind of where my head was at more so than than feeling that way with fans
2: oh wow that's interesting
1: yeah it's interesting to like um I guess I would think it it's a really vulnerable thing to to sing and and perform in front of millions and millions of people but um you know it it can be um to the same magnitude where vulnerability can appear to the same magnitude just in like one-on-one and in
0: in, oh um, I think it's like I have a much harder time being vulnerable in friendships and like relationships than I do um like with putting music out and like I'm sure Maeve can attest like you know I think in college like I wasn't so much that way and I and again I think it has a lot to do with like conflating my identity as an artist and as a person and I think like I get I feel a lot of pressure self-inflicted to like maintain this like image of the friend who like has their shit together and is like doing cool things so it's like I have a tougher time breaking that like breaking out of that box and in friendships and again it's like entirely self-inflicted it's like no one's making me feel that way but um like for whatever reason I have a harder time kind of breaking those like generalizations about myself and like being vulnerable
2: Do, do you feel like you understand like how big you are or are you still like adapting to that like
0: notoriety um I think for the most part like I would consider myself to still be like a pretty like s- small to mid-level artist just like on the scale of like the world um it's weird cause Spotify actually like ranks artists so I'm like 300 and something and streaming which is like cool because it's like if you're in cheers the top- to that <laughs> yeah cheers it's like if you're in like the top like 500 athletes in the world you're probably like a really good athlete so it's like I like to think of that like okay cool I'm in like the top 500 of like, whatever my career is. Um, But like, I think music in a lot of ways is a really, really narrow, um, like just narrow career and like narrow space. Um, It's like only so many people are relevant at a time. It's just very narrow, like competitive space, which is cool. Um, I like that I'm super competitive, Um, but like in my brain, I'm just like, all right, we got like a hell of a way to go what
3: so what is i've heard a lot about different artists like creative processes like for example like an artist could make music every single day and be in a studio all night long like are you are you one to be recording every single day or do you take a lot of you take time off and just wait for something to really hit you and inspire you to then like go in and record you know for a couple days off and on
0: yeah I'm way more that way like I'll I'll like go work for a week and then like fuck off for a week and like so like I just got back I was I spent um like six days in LA last week writing um and like I definitely won't touch my piano for like the next week you
3: know yeah yeah Yeah. Would would you like think you'd get like sick of it if you did do that, or like you just what yeah,
0: you like? totally. Cause like being creative is hard. Like I don't know how how people with nighttime shows like Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that. I don't know how. I mean, obviously they have like a team of writers, but like I just imagine the idea of being creative every single day is taxing. Like yeah. it's it's awesome to get in the zone for four or five days, but I think after that, it's you're you know, it's like it's a resource. So by the end of, like, four or five days, I'm, like, my well is very dry.
2: Yeah. So, so do you have, like, just songs on songs on songs that you could just release at any moment, or is it, like, again, you put in four or five days on one thing, and then when you feel like you want to release, you release it soon after, or could, do you just have tons Uh, of stuff? Yeah,
0: you just sit on tons of stuff. Like, I haven't put out a solo song in, like, a year and a half, and I probably have, like, 25 like decent songs that i could like put out um we've narrowed it down t- for the album to like 12 or 13 um so it's like a lot yeah once the songs are done it's a it's a lot that goes into the album and the project before a single even comes out so like i my album probably won't even come out for like a few more months and it's pretty done now so
2: damn yeah so yeah,
0: it's a patient process for sure yeah how do you you
2: like time it is there like a timing that like you try to maximize the the I don't know the relevance of the album by dropping at a certain time or is it kind of just when you feel like you're ready
0: I think there's strategy behind it for sure like so I'm going on tour from the end of August until like mid-October um so like it makes good sense to roll singles out pre-tour, mid-tour, after-tour, like, while that momentum is going and people are thinking about you and they're excited to go to a show and hear a new song. Um, You know, streaming numbers typically, like, you see a little bump when you're touring. You see a little social media bump when you're touring. So, um, so yeah, I think it's super strategic. And, and like, you got to think about, like, holidays like doesn't really make sense to put out a song around like July 4th or like Labor Day or stuff like that so um just like little things to think about
1: I'll be at that Atlanta show (laughs) oh (laughs) let's go
0: I know I'm so excited hopefully I have
1: some med school friends that are also fans and if not I'll make them fans (laughs) I'll help um I'm curious what Brendan and Colin were wondering um a little bit about your your pre-show ritual, and I'm also mm-hmm. wondering how that compares to the uh, pre-Saturday Hitchcock game versus Williams or whatever NESCAC rival we <laughs> played oh, yeah. How do those no, compare? It's
0: so different? Like I oh I miss a pre-game routine. Like I love like blasting music in the locker room, and then I always like would go sit in the hallway with like my feet up. I don't know why I just felt really good to do that and like just always had like my little EDM and rap playlist going on. Um, and I feel like before game you're trying to get really, really hype. Um, and before show, I'm like way, like, um, usually I spend like all day for the most part, like chilling. Um, because shows can be really exhausting. So like I'll like the two hours before show, like you do meet and greet. Um, and vip and all that stuff and then you usually get like an hour hour and a half to yourself where like i'll probably like watch netflix for a little bit just kind of chill maybe like an hour 45 minutes before we start do uh start doing like a little vocal warm-up stuff just like 10 minutes here and there um and then i usually like 20 minutes before the show tops i'll, I'll like get dressed and change and like throw on some makeup and again giving myself a little like five minute like just rewarm up and then we huddle and the huddle's very low key it's not like getting psyched up for a game it's more just like hey this is like what we did great last night like this is what we need to do better like um just little stuff and and you know we always do like a little like thank you appreciation to everybody and um and then you send it. Yeah. Don't you wear a
3: lot of jerseys? Yeah, I was about to ask.
0: Yeah, I, I own so many jerseys. My parents were like cleaning out, um, like they're cleaning out the house a little bit, and we had like two bins full, of full, like big bins, just full, full of jerseys. And jerseys are like small. Like I have hundreds.
3: That's sick what's um
0: you guys want some let me
2: know yes everybody. yes swing swing, swing. that's yeah. a must in the summer <laughs> but,
3: um what's like your favorite jersey you've worn and what's one that you haven't worn that you want to wear
0: um that's a cool question um I, feel like you, I
3: just sorry no don't you like wear jerseys based on the city you're in
0: yeah so i associate it with the show so if it was like a great show then uh, I'm like, oh, keep that jersey. And if it was like a show that I didn't love, then I'm like, all right, I can put that in the donate pile. Or, <laughs> um, so like, I feel like all all my like, I got, I have like this gold uh, Mitchell and Ness like Iverson jersey for oh, New York. Um, that's probably one of my favorites that that you, that was hanging in my apartment.
3: Let's go. Which which yeah. one got thrown away?
0: <laughs> like. <laughs> No shade at all, but like I had like a con college jersey, <laughs> still got my Amherst one. Obviously,
1: never forget when we beat them six nothing in the first round of Nescax.
0: Wait, they we? were
1: so nice, though.
0: So. Did we do that? Yeah, what year
1: NESCAC championship year?
0: Oh man, I just remember, I, just- I remember the, I remember, um. We played, what, we played mid in the second round and we played Trin? Yeah. Final, yeah.
2: Yeah, C-Mac and I were there just to let you know. Real yeah. fans out yeah. at Williams on a Sunday.
0: Heck, I think Hester scored. Yeah, Hester. Um, and Ruby. then we, oh, what a legendary combo.
1: I know. DC <laughs> led. Shout out to Ruby and Hester.
0: <laughs> oh, that was a great, great day
2: one more thing about the show so like night to night does does your approach like you probably you the ritual do you and then also like does your approach kind of in your mind like obviously you try to get up for everyone but are there certain nights where you just you kind of gotta like dig a little deeper to, to find that 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 same energy and excitement or, or is every night like you're, you're up
0: no definitely i mean like my Okay, I can't like play a show without chugging like a Red Bull or two beforehand, just in general. Um, Cause like you're, it's like 90 minutes straight of like, you're solely entertaining like thousands of people. Um, but like for show, like hometown shows, like Boston, New York, like at the LA show, like certain shows, Chicago, San Fran, like there's always a great energy and it's like so easy to feed off of that. Um, and then there, there have definitely been shows where like you just feel the energy's a little different. Like it's the, like when it's a hometown show, all your friends, all your family, like it's just a different vibe. Um, and there, there are shows where yeah, the truth is like I'm like man, I don't, you know, I would I would like to go to bed, but <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna do this thing. And like sometimes they surprise you when they're great shows. And sometimes like we have like a little talk back system, so there's like a mic. Like my drummer has a mic, my keyboard has a mic, and I have like a secret mic kind of off to the side that we can all talk to on our ear system to each other. And there are some nights where we're just like, all right, guys, like we got this. We just gotta get through it. We can do this. Um, and it's a lot, it's a lot of like, um, it's a lot like soccer. Like you're 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 analyzing the crowd the same way you're analyzing like the other team and, and you're thinking like, all right, this crowd isn't responding to this as much as like, <clears throat> excuse me, as much as last night did. I'm um, just trying new things and kind of seeing like, all right, what is this crowd responding to? Well, what are they not responding to? Well, stuff like that. So it's a lot of like real time, kind of game-like situations.
3: You ever, uh, do you ever bring any, cra- any uh, fans on stage?
0: No, I never have, but maybe I should try that. First
3: time
2: for everything, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I've, I mean, Brendan's like, I volunteer.
2: I mean, I, I'm not
0: that We could do it and stage it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah.
1: Stage. I think your bad. concert in Boston, I, Brendan came, Colin was at school, but I think that was the last the thing last we time. did before like the world ended yeah (laughs) I remember Ruby and I almost got trampled by some of your fans in the house of blues I was like
0: oh my god sure that bar we went to after too was like crazy not trying to get I know I I remember like taking the bouncer aside and like giving him a list of names and I was like yeah go through the line and try to get all these people in (laughs) that was a blast
1: he calls the shots Also,
0: it's neck like they're they're like connected to the house of blues basically, so like they feel like they probably get that a lot. Yeah,
3: would you crowd surf or
0: have you? (laughs) I never have, Mike, like Quinn 92 does that a lot. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if that's like my vibe, you know,
3: it doesn't have
0: to be. (laughs) (laughs) I, I am like. I feel like when a sweaty dude jumps into like a, a slew of people, it's like, "Haha, this is funny." But like when a like sweaty girl jumps in, it's just kind of probably like, "Ew." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want. I don't want everyone to like see me or touch me during that. Like. Yeah, that makes sense. It's I mean, a little, it's a little sweaty for comfort. Yeah.
2: Is is there like a a certain song or songs that like noticeably at, at shows are like um the fans latch on to more?
0: It's really interesting because at festivals probably yeah like the there's like a clear correlation between streaming numbers and what songs people are psyched to hear. But at like the headline shows, these are like i'm like shocked that people know the words to like deep cuts like they get just as excited for a song with like a couple million streams as they do for a song with like a hundred million streams so that's been really cool you're kind of it's like pretty surprising honestly
2: i know the lyrics to all your songs
0: that's a see that's a deep cut fan
2: yeah oh and my girlfriend my girlfriend's like the biggest fan of yours like off the charts and she was
0: Why you, did you bring her to show
2: yeah uh, she was so she was there before i was even dating her she was there and she texted me i was like i'm here and she was there the night before it was like you played thursday and friday and, right. I, and my phone died oh I'm so mad but uh yeah she would have been here to, to watch but she had work but anyway she uh she is like your biggest fan and she we
0: should uh, all hang out
2: we should we should oh my god she would she would love that
1: Love that <laughs> I love it Chels yeah. if you could be anything I guess I've been thinking about this myself lately as I'm like about to try and be a doctor but what would you be if not making music like for your backup career or or the I don't know if it's a fallback or a dream career I don't know but what would you be if not making music yeah.
0: I don't know, I think about that all the time. And I am so stumped. Even like my family at Thanksgiving this past year was like, yo, thank God that you found music. Because we had no idea what yeah, you were gonna yeah. do. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know, I loved, um, I really liked learning about kind of like legal structures that marginalized people at Amherst. Um, but I don't think I have the discipline or the patience to have been a lawyer. Um, I think I ended up right where I'm supposed to be.
2: For sure. It was destined.
0: I think so too. (laughs) I think about it all the time. I'm like, if I had a job where I had to like go to work every day, like I, I commend people who can do that because I do not have the bandwidth. Like I go to work for like three days a week and I'm like, oh man, I am tired, (laughs) you know? that's yeah. funny i don't know i Maeve, i commend you you're like doing god's work going to med school yeah
2: Maeve's amazing
1: never that well these two are trying to trying to build a business out of out of their basement so this podcast came you know came out of more than different um which colin brennan started a couple years back right um, they have their little matching shirts i have my shirt on too. i know the
0: logo's sick
1: yeah, but we, trying to make that that side hustle a, a a big thing so it's pretty cool to have you on as, as somebody who really chased their dreams I think um, you know that's a lot about what Colin and Brendan really believe in yeah.
0: yeah and I would say like not that my advice is solicited but it is it is like truly about unapologetically like putting yourself out there like I think a lot of people kind of ask and meet and greets and on in the dms and stuff like how did you get started or like how do you do it and i think it's true for any brand like just putting yourself out there freaking like annoy people's reps until you they agree to like let you send them a package of merch or like just i don't know i don't yeah i don't know how much it works like in the brand and fashion world but like the philosophy is the same just like unapologetically like going up to bat for yourself and like just getting it everywhere you can
2: yeah well you know we're getting it right after this
0: what do you oh me
2: yeah yeah you, oh, we'll send, you it up. We'll send you the website you go through you tell us whatever you want we'll send a i big, love that we'll send a big old package
1: oh you guys are waiting that's one thing we know chelsea likes it is big large business, right?
2: oh, man, <laughs> we got we got, got all types of colors
0: my, my my apartment right now i'm moving next week So it's a little bit of a, uh, it's a little bit of a mess in here, but like I have um, a rack of sweatshirts. It's like very Back to the guitars,
1: all the money makers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a mess in here. It's like everything is getting boxed up and packed right now. So,
3: What would be your advice for people that have picked up a guitar, tried to play it? And then put it down for, like, a couple of years and picked it up, tried to play it, then put it back down, and, like, never really got good at it and never had the patience but still wanted to try and learn it.
2: He may be talking about himself. <laughs>
0: hey, not, not everything is for everyone, you know? If you're <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, if, if you don't love something enough to stay – like, if you love something enough, like, you'll, you know, you'll stick with it like the basketball, you know? like. 100%. You know, they're like I still stink, but I still try.
3: Oh. you know. I'm a whole, whole you know up. what
0: I mean though? Like
3: yeah, yeah, I do.
0: Callie, one of our teammates, is a great example. Like she she got like a, a little piano that teaches you how to play and she, she'll send me updates and she's getting pretty good.
2: I <laughs> wanna learn the piano. piano and I,
0: TikTok I... dance
1: extraordinaire.
0: <laughs> oh god, TikTok is like a lot. <laughs>
1: We got to get you on there. I remember your first concert at uh, like it's been cool seeing how much of a stage presence that you now have. Because do you remember that first concert in um or yeah. one of the first in the powerhouse at Amherst <laughs> and it was like, you know, none of us were good dancers like let alone. Oh, I
0: didn't know what the heck was going on. Those are yeah. like oh, I, those are cringy moments. We had some <laughs> cringy moments, but college was great. I look back at Amherst with like the most like fond like attitude of all time. And maybe that's because I didn't graduate. So like I'm idealizing or romanticizing the like five semesters I had there, right? I thought one, two, three, four, five. Um, but I, I had the greatest time. I'm like I'm such a softie for our team and, and for like the friends I made there. Yeah. Yourself hey,
3: finishing school. What's up? You see yourself finishing school ever?
0: um it would be awesome if they would like toss me an honorary degree because it's like I almost made it um (laughs) but (laughs) let's
1: get Betty on the phone
0: (laughs) it's like weird because like I feel like I have such like I have such a loyalty to Amherst and and you have to finish in person there like you can't they don't like I'd have to go live in Amherst Massachusetts for a year and a half which is like, I just realistically, it's like, like I I think about like NYU, maybe eventually be like a cool place to finish. But like, I also am so far removed. It's like, I I might have to start back at freshman year. Like (laughs) it has been so long. Like tell me to write an essay. I can't do it. (laughs) So I don't know. I think think I'd I'd probably just wait for the honorary degree it'll yeah if anyone wants to write a letter nominating me to Amherst that'd be great
1: (laughs) my mom and dad will get right on that
0: (laughs) oh I would love that
2: who um who is your dream collaboration
0: I've been saying Dan and Shay so I've been answering that for like the last year and a half with Dan and Shay I think that would be so cool Like, for me
1: I
2: fuck heavy with Dan and Shay Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, cool. did guess but Justin Bieber. Yeah,
2: oh, it's just me well, with Justin, yeah.
0: I also love Justin Bieber. I'm like such a believer. <laughs> like yeah. truly. How good is the new album? Like he's so good.
2: And he has a song with Dan Shea. So like it was all in the True. same realm.
0: Exactly.
2: Oh so, hey, let's let's manifest that.
0: Oh, who, dude, I'm like praying every night.
2: Who are your, <laughs> who are your favorite artists?
0: Uh I've been like on a huge cold play kick for the last twenty-four years. Um so definitely them. Um like corny, but the nineteen seventy-five has always been like a huge influence for me. Boney Bear, like all through college on those like cold winter amorous nights. Mm-hmm. Right
1: you know, the the killers, Mr. Brightside, obviously. Yeah, the
0: killers are definitely, like, up there. I saw them live before the pandemic, and it was unbelievable. Really? Yeah, oh, my God. There's nothing better in the world than, I think, those three minutes of hearing Mr. Brightside live. (laughs) It was insane. The whole crowd was going nuts. It was ridiculous.
1: We just had a family wedding with, that was really big, and that was definitely a a
0: crowd pleaser as
1: it always is
0: <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I was just at a wedding too and it, it's the greatest song for any occasion I'll live and die by that statement I've been saying that since I was like 18 years old I <laughs> and like I will live and die by that
1: who um who's your role model
0: Ooh, I like I would say Quinn honestly like I've looked up to him and like I think followed in his footsteps and like as much as possible. Um, And I like, I really, I really like feel like I've learned a lot, Um, like a lot of what I know about touring and and like navigating the industry through him and and even just like conducting yourself on a personal level. Like I really look up to him and, and his wife a lot
2: soft yeah you guys don't miss you guys do not I miss
0: you I'm actually it's, it's no, a little bit of a dynamic duo you
2: know what i've uh my my, my favorite song at the moment it's always changing but is stay next to me acoustic or, nice not, is it acoustic is that how you say
0: it yeah we okay. we shot yeah. that we we like recorded that outside in newport like over the winter it was so cold so cool
2: yeah That's yeah cool so good you guys Yeah, you guys are undefeated i mean and now you got a whole tour oh baby
0: yeah i'm stoked we i think that like the the thought is the demand for for uh, like everyone's going on tour um and i think we're like package this stuff together and it'll be more competitive yeah you uh, know all right um, we're
1: also a big dog family, so we're, we're just gonna fire a couple more questions off on you. But oh, we want to hear about Coop. How oh, essential has he been to you?
0: He's doing great. He's asleep. Hi, hey, big guy. He's asleep on the ground right next to me. Oh, look at big guy. Hey. Oh, look at his, his wagon. Oh. Oh. he is He's <laughs> so cute. I can't even handle it. I'm so obsessed with him. Hi, Did you sweet. Have a
3: dog growing up
0: yeah we've always had dogs my parents have two at home um huge dog girl he's like my pride and joy like we spoon at (laughs) night we spend every we spend most of our day together
3: what's the best part about having a dog
0: you're never alone like you always you always have like your number one fan with you at all times like he is my biggest hype man like know what I mean like they're stoked when you walk in the door they're stoked (laughs) when you wake up they're stoked like they're stoked about they're stoked when you call their name (laughs) because they want to please you and do whatever like they're just they're always stoked to be there
1: (laughs) they're just permanently stoked
0: yeah no I'm serious (laughs) we've been trying to
1: convince our parents to get a dog for a while so maybe we'll use that as I,
0: I will say like I don't know if it's like the breed or like cooper as an individual but he's the most low maintenance dog like i honestly forgot he was home until you guys asked <laughs> like he goes out a couple times a day food and water take him to the park it's like so low maintenance he doesn't bark he doesn't chew anything that's awesome
3: i need to find a low maintenance dog then
0: he's a chiller <laughs> uh-
2: all right, we got, uh, we got four questions we always uh, finish with for all our Andrew. guests. It's our MTD staple one. So we'll start with this one. Our dad um, actually told asked when we were first starting this podcast, we were thinking like good questions and he was in the car with Colin and I guess he proposed this one. He said, if we were to find you in a bookstore, what section of the bookstore would we find you in?
0: Oh, gr- uh, biographies, autobiographies
3: how cool. what was the last or what's the next autobiography you want to read or what was the best one you've read
0: um i really really loved amy Poehler's. that was really great like shoe dog everyone says it but it really is so good
3: i just read that you just Literally.
2: read yeah. that that's crazy
3: <laughs> it's
0: so fire
3: so good so good yeah, yeah now that book is unreal.
0: so good
2: all right nice so- um Let's see, if you had a clothing brand, stay on the, because we are clothing, we're a brand, but we got clothing. Start as a clothing brand. If you had a clothing brand that represented you, what would it be called? Ooh. Give you some time to think about that.
0: Yeah, I've thought about this a lot. Um, I always like kind of toyed with the idea of like, I really love the fact that like anything that's retro comes back in style. And, like, retro is defined by, like, 15 to 20 years behind whatever is now. So, like, that's cyclical, right? Because in 10 years, like, what was cool 10 years ago will, like, then be considered retro. Um, so, like, something kind of, like, along those lines would be really cool. No one's you still- always
1: had way cooler style than anybody at school.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> not
1: true. <laughs> mm.
0: I just wore big t-shirts before they were cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
2: C-Mac, take the third one. I'll take the last one.
3: Um, what is, 10 years down the road, what does success look like to you?
0: Um, I think, like, if I can establish, like, if I can work now and establish, like, financial security for the rest of my life, that'd be really great, like, just streams of passive income, um, I'd like to, like, in 10 years, I'll be 34, yeah, so, like, I'd probably like to start, like, getting some kids going on, I've been, I've been hit by the, the baby hormones, and, like, they're so cute, um, and, like, I'd like that, I'd like to have a house, um, and I'd like, like to, like, Be settled down I think just like have my person and start a family and kind of know like that everything's good
3: how long do you see yourself doing making music for
0: probably forever but like maybe the capacity will change when I'm like like I think when I'm a little older I probably won't want to tour so much and it'll shift more into like maybe songwriter for other people I don't know there's so much you can do like it's kind of endless like you know you could always like start your own publishing company and sign people or a label imprint or um there's so much like on the business side that you can go into which is really exciting yeah that's,
1: sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome you have yeah the, the world's your oyster but yeah I like you said about you know you making sure it sounds like success 10 years down the line for you is like having your people around you and, and yeah um, being being sure in that aspect of your life yeah that's it's pretty weird cool. to think about 10 years ahead when life passes by in like four year chunks <laughs>
0: I know it goes so freaking fast yeah. I, even turning 24 i was just like oh no that means next is 25 and it's <laughs> going
2: a lot of a lot of grain ahead for you though
0: yeah i hope so
2: um, all right, this is our last one, and it's perfect because you are a artist. But if you had to include three songs on your life playlist, it doesn't have to be your music, any song, childhood, something that resonates with you, what three songs are you picking?
0: Oh, I know this like the back of my hand. Every drop is a Waterfall, Coldplay, Mr. Brightside, The Killers, and probably like Naive by The Kooks.
2: Nice. Wow, that that's the quickest answer we've ever gotten.
0: All I do is think about music every day, all day. Like, I know that one lock.
3: Yeah. I love it.
1: Sometimes Heard so. it here first, folks.
0: Yeah,
2: we're going to get that on our playlist. We have all our guests, all the, compile all the songs they've picked, but they, they tend to take a while. So that was uh, efficient.
0: Oh, I got you on that for sure.
2: Appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. Um, all right, anything else? C-Mac, Maeve? No. Thank Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on. We, thank you
0: guys for having me. It's so yeah. fun talking to you guys. Yeah, it was awesome. It was
2: we're we're going to get you that website so you tell us exactly what you want. And if there's anything you don't see, let us know. We could probably make it happen.
0: And okay, that's cool. That's cool.
2: We'll get those uh, hoodies or shirts or whatever you want out to you
0: and yeah. uh,
2: get you repping some MTD.
0: Thank you guys. I'm loving it Thank you guys so much, maybe So good to see you. Love you, dude love you thank you so much for making time yeah uh, i got you i
1: got no plans so i'm yeah.
2: hanging I love it. <laughs> yeah i've been bugging Maeve about this for a while i'm not gonna lie i've been like yo like oh. like get her on the pot
0: <laughs> i got you it's no Thanks problem
2: for coming on it was uh it was great talking to you and we'll uh look for hopefully i can get uh get to one of your shows at some point again because pretty electric
0: um. Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm like so stoked. We're going back out. But my
3: friends already already saying that they're going too. So
0: oh, we love that. Yeah, cool.
1: WPI men's basketball is a big fan. Oh <laughs> no.
3: Big fans. Big fans.
2: My school <laughs> is like love. my school is off the charts. Like they they everyone just loves you. All the girls in my grade, all the boys, they all so you're well. <laughs> we up. love a
0: frat boy who listens to me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you're well loved
0: and
1: uh. Oh, there you so, so, oh I forgot. Best champs. Yeah, Charles, <laughs> we love you. Good luck with your move, and um, hopefully, I can see you this summer.
0: Yeah, hopefully, I'll see you at Otis. Yeah. All, All right, love right. you, so much, guys. Take care. see you there.
1: Bye, Charles.
0: Bye.